welcome to the Beers of Bands podcast with your host, Michael Torres. I hung the picture too low. We put the picture up so Rod could be in it. He couldn't make it. Uh, yeah, it works perfect. Uh, we'll make sure to, to get it included and, and talk about it and everything. Um, first yeah. of all, my name is Michael. Thank you so much for uh, being down to be on an episode and wanting to be on an episode. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, th- I think oh, when you guys sent me everything back in like December and January, like right after it came out, like I, I think I mentioned then, like this record is a super solid and super great to listen to. So I'm stoked to talk about it and everything else you guys got going on. Hell yeah, awesome. man. That's too, uh, when we first were putting the record out, that's what I was telling these guys earlier. I was just reaching out and I was like, hey, what's cool podcast or whatever? Like we could talk to and a whole bunch of people were like, bro, beers with bands, beers with bands. So. <laughs> this is jeff i'm i'm frank and this is uh taylor okay sweet uh before we get started do you have any questions on anything uh yeah i uh i've seen a few episodes uh where they started off and someone's gonna shotgun i'm definitely gonna shotgun to start this thing off so uh, yeah I think there's only been one other episode where we've shotgunned every, the main thing is we usually just crack a beer to start the episode, but if you want a shotgun, by all means, please. Well, I'll crack it when you all crack it, too. All right. I have a question. I'm technically not drinking beer. Claw is the law. Is that okay? Totally fine. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, dude. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for coming. Uh, We're going to have to cancel the episode. I'm so sorry. You know, claws are allowed. (laughs) Something came up. Uh, but yeah, anything, any type of beverage is technically fine. Like, I don't want to make people like, I've had some people on that, like, don't drink anymore. And I'm not going to like, no, man, to be yeah. on to drink. I was wondering that. about that because we, we have a close friend in another band who's like pretty hard line NAA and stuff. I was like, I wonder what they would do if they had to be on the podcast. Like, I know what they would do. They wouldn't drink. But like, I was yeah. like, you know, this went through my head. <laughs> yeah, I, I've started to put in like my, uh, the emails that I send to like bands to like be on, I, I started putting in like, uh, we usually sit down talk about like everything that's going on over like a beverage or two. And then I have to put in parentheses, alcohol is not required. Like I, I really <laughs> turn people away uh, because of that. So one of those gotcha. weird things, but uh, all right, let me know when you are ready and then uh, we can uh, all crack these at the same time. Right on. I think we're ready if you're ready. So just yeah. Just, when, whenever he's, I guess oh, he's gonna shotgun. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. Here we go. One second. We gotta prep it. We're ready to roll, baby. All right. Cheers I'll in three, <laughs> two, one. I'm just a head with no screws, no fucking sense in my dome, another negative self-loathing asshole. I don't write my own. up everyone welcome back to another episode of beers with bands uh this week i'm sitting down with a couple of the dudes from limp wizard uh how are y'all guys doing 
Fantastic. Fucking good. awesome, yeah. dude. Just had Arby's throw her. Feeling good. Strong. <laughs> nice. nice. Happy. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't heard of Arby's in a while. I Just the thought of Arby's right now, though, is like throwing me off. I went out to a <laughs> show last night and I got way too trashed. So, like, my voice is slightly gone. And, like, it's just been one of those days where it's recovery mode. Uh, yeah. But Arby's does sound like it would hit the spot, though. See, I'm like you. Like, I know for a fact. Jeff is not, I'm Taylor, this is Jeff, this is Frankie, and I know that when I get too fucked up, the first thing I want to do is fucking eat, like, some nasty, greasy-ass food. Oh, yeah. Jeff is the opposite. He won't eat when he's hungover. <laughs> you gotta be good on that stomach, man. It'll come back up. We'll quick. get to that one. He's got a good philosophy we'll get to. Okay. Uh, like I mentioned, you guys are, are Limp Wizard, uh, kind of like a pop-punk, alt-rock uh, band from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Um, I know we just mentioned who everyone is, but can you go through one more time, say who you are and what you do in Limp Wizard? I'm Jeff. I play guitar. I'm Frankie. I play guitar as well. I'm Taylor. I play bass and I sing. And this is, yeah, take it off the wall. Yeah, we got so Rod couldn't make it today, but he's our drummer. This is Rodrigo right there. You want me to imitate him? I do. I'm Rod. I play drums. He plays drums. He's awesome. <laughs> We love you, Rod. We're, we're sad you can't be here. Let's see if I can put it back on the wall. So yeah, that's us. Hell yeah! Uh, like I like I normally say uh, for the members that couldn't make it to the episode, we pour one out for them. Uh, by pour one out, we just you know take a good old drink for them. What are you drinking? A little bit for Rod. A little bit for Rod. He deserves it. Spicy still beer. On I could have spit it up. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a PBR tonight. That's uh, usually my, my go-to for all these episodes. Very nice. Nice. Um, I know you're drinking Claws tonight. What, what's uh, what's everyone else drinking? Got that fat tire. Nice. And we just recently got the Yinglings in Oklahoma. Yeah, so nice. I've been partaking really nice. uh, as much as I can. Wow. Yeah, for, I... a long time, for a long time, we only had uh, 3% alcohol sold here mm. for, for the beer. So been really cool the, the last couple of years we have a lot more uh, variety coming up in uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma City so oh nice yeah, yeah that's crazy that you guys just got Yinglings I feel like those I I've never heard of anywhere past like this way past like Pennsylvania having them at all and it's crazy that like Oklahoma that far of a distance would get it no we we didn't get tattoos and scratcher tickets till 2008 you know where <laughs> we catching up oh, yeah. but that's weird because like with that said, we we sound super. We we are. This state is very conservative, but then we have the most lax medical marijuana laws, which Frankie knows a lot about. That I don't. I don't smoke, but um, it's just weird that like on certain issues we're the most conservative in the country, and then weed that's just like fucking super relaxed. <laughs> yeah, that's trippy. Uh, well, you know, I, I that might uh, just kind of blend in with with the tunes uh, somehow. Like, <clears throat> so. I mean, sorry, I'm kind of like all over the place right now. Uh, so we are. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about your latest full length, uh, which is also, I think, your seventh or eighth full release because you get like three EPs, three, two LPs before this. I was trying to like figure it all out before. And um, and I mean, this one's called Vile. It was released back in January. Nice 12 song full packed uh lp um i think this is the first lp in 
in a little bit of recent time that I've been like listening to that's more than 30 minutes. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the LPs I feel like I've listened to lately have all been like punk EP LPs. So like they go like 15 minutes because they're all like minute or minute and a half songs. Um, yeah, so it's yeah. nice to see one that, you know, is a solid like 45, 43 minutes, I think I saw. Um, so it's like a nice full listen and just super well packed in there. Oh, yeah. No, we've uh, we definitely ran into that. We were a few weeks ago at a show. We were talking about it. What what would we consider this album like number wise? Remember? Oh, yeah, we were. Cause, yeah, because <clears throat> there's some stuff that like that first, like the limp or whatever, the first mm -hmm. release we did as a band was technically was just me and guy. Taylor. Yeah, it was just me and him. And it, it's like we think, you know, that at that point. It's like, was that a real release or was that us just kind of? We were like fifteen, just like listening to Tenacious D and shit, and we just it, that whole first record. I don't even know if it's available on Bandcamp. Right? Yeah, I don't think it, it is anymore. It was I just like it. I made it. Okay, so uh, it is on yeah, I was gonna say, I, I swear it I saw it. It was just a, it, it was like joke like rock though, like Dead Milkman, Tenacious D type shit, and then over time, we you know, when you're fifteen and you play with your best friend long enough, you start making actual songs, you know. But yeah. we. I don't know if we would count that as a release. I think we consider Vile the fifth record as what we came I, to the conclusion of, right? I, I count I count the stuff where uh, me and Rod full band involved. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Band. yeah. So I'm I'm a little okay. self there. <laughs> so it started out between the the two of you. I think I saw like 2012 is when Lip Wizard kind of started. Um, like, how long was it before you started adding in the other two guys to kind of fill out this whole lineup? Oh no, we we yeah no we started in 2012 as the full lineup. Yeah. Oh, as yeah. the full lineup was 2012. I think it was okay. 20, maybe 2011. You guys were doing. The yeah, me stuff. and Jeff. It, it wasn't too long after that first initial release. Six, six months to a year. Uh, you know, we played it, and then of course show all your buddies and shit. We were yeah. fuckheads, and you know, all, all our friends were like, "Hell yeah, do a show! We'll show up!" And so it's like, let you know, <laughs> join, and then Rod did just so we could hang out with our buds and get fucking crazy or whatnot and to add to that the way frankie jeff's from oklahoma city uh i'm from me and frankie and rod are from a suburb called norman and me frankie and rod had played in bands outside of Limp wizards and it was like well rod plays drums and frankie plays bass and guitar so let's just have them move to Limp wizards and since then it's kind of just been on but um yeah so roughly like a year after that album is whenever we were like oh shit this is actually fun like Let's start so that's confusing. We say the history of the band really officially starts in like 2012. I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, props for you know sticking with the same lineup and like still doing it. I mean, 2012. We're now 11 years since then, uh, releasing yeah. the fifth re fifth release, and I think in if you figure it out, it'd be like the third LP, which most people, uh, like my friends, when they were doing their stuff, all their stuff was always just EPs because they could never get to that full because i mean doing an lp that's a that's a hurdle to do uh yeah. so major props for for all of that man and me and frankie always talk about like you know in diy music a lot of i feel like people form bands and then they break up because they uh i gotta sneeze shit <laughs> oh, sorry we got the band going we got some splash over your beers people will make like a like a they make like a they'll make an emo band and then they'll be like oh we want to be mathier so then they make another band which is going to be like their math rock band and then they want to make a hardcore band so they make a band for that and with us it's like dude we've always just stuck together like fuck it if we're going to play uh 
you know, a Stramsey song, we're going to play it. Or if it's going to be a hardcore song, we're going to play it. We're not going to make another band. You know, we just, yeah. we just stick together like a unit. And it's corny, but it's also very true. It's a lot easier when you're, like, authentically best friends with everyone. You know, like, these are, I don't talk to no one I went to high school with hardly. Yeah, like, these are my boys, so. Right. Like, we, you can cuss each other out and then cry <laughs> and give each other hugs <laughs> later, too. <laughs> no, but that's awesome that you guys can just kind of, like, yeah, one iteration of, like, Lip Wizards will be, like, kind of, like, a song's kind of, like, vile, and then you can kind of do... You can change it up for like any song because like there's a couple different variations of sound throughout this whole lp and it's super nice where like yes i i do enjoy listening to uh records that are you know kind of one cohesive sound but it's also nice where you have this full length where you can kind of just throw everything in there and everything still sounds cohesive because it is limp wizards but at the same time each song can kind of differ from each other um and it still all flows super well throughout this this record um, and then doing a full length like this and having those different sounds, you could always make it at like a side A, side B type deal where it kind of splits halfway through. Because um, I feel like it kind of does that a little bit. Uh, but it's always nice where, like you're saying, these are your 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 best friends, your homies, your brothers, and you guys are all on that wavelength where it just fucking works. Well, I think it was, in, it was uh, intentional as well to like set the album up like that. You know, we wanted to kind of have more of the, bangers or like single type worthy songs and then kind of more of the uh drawn out like instrumental parts and deep stuff cut like that type deep stuff. cut type stuff towards the end of it but uh, yeah that that album kind of if it it, it 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 happened naturally but then it was forced in the way of just because of the pandemic right like i remember we sat there when all that shit went down and we're like well we had just released our previous album uh circles I think we played one gig like to support it. We didn't get to support that record and, at all. And then boom, that happened right after. And I remember we were at their house having band practice, and we were like, "Well, what, what are we really doing any of this for right now?" And Frankie was the one who was kind of like, "Well, we can either just you know shut it down, or it's time to figure something else out." And that's the beginning of what really started Vile. And some of those songs are older ones that we adopted back into and really fleshed out. But then a lot of those songs, and I think it goes to show, especially with some of the longer tracks, it's like, well, we had all the time in the world, so we really try to flush it out. and Not necessarily a new sound, but uh, a, a more full sound, especially Frank used to play bass on some of the previous stuff. And I think this, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is the first record with his major contributions on guitar mm-hmm. to really sonically kind of set it apart, in my opinion. Yeah, me and him switch because he's he's a better guitarist than me. He's and a better bassist too. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> so I was like, why the fuck am I playing guitar? Like I can pretty much play like blue album by Weezer type shit and that's it. And this guy's classically trained, he's doing jazz chords and shit. And I was like, you need to play guitar. So we switch. So I think that contributed to it as well. Uh yeah, because I think I saw uh you started kind of writing or toying with this one like uh nineteen to twenty, and then obviously you spent like 20, uh, 2021 and 2022 like recording and everything obviously we had the pandemic but it's it's nice to see that i mean everyone had to have that conversation of like yeah. all right are we done or are we just taking a break and and gonna be quiet and work on shit because i mean i think there's still a handful of bands that never did anything like they kind of oh, yeah. 
pandemic happened, they stopped and you haven't heard a single word from them. Um, so I always commend like the bands that were like, no, like we'll be okay. We'll, we'll like, there's going to be an outcome to this somewhere, but we just need to put our heads down and like be ready for when that time comes. Oh yeah. Well, and that, it, it let us do that because there was no set timetable for when like, well, you know, in December we'll be able to gig again. Or there's like no, no pressure. Yeah, so yeah, I was right. like, well, no, no pressure to like do shows or there's no distractions and rush you know rush stuff out sometimes like you got an idea and like all right it's halfway you know but then you don't want to go just fucking rush it out it really gives a chance to really hammer all that stuff i don't know uh well and the the guy that we worked with uh trace brown was really um shout out trace like really great to work with he was a super great part of uh, that whole experience just like uh sort of helping us rework the songs uh in the studio even like there were there were things that he was adding uh, after the fact where um you know things that we've adopted you know little cuts in different places in the songs where we're like oh we never thought about doing that but which i'm a believer in that i think if an engineer can i don't know i shouldn't say it's always an engineer or a producer's job but like I don't know. It's a bad. I think it's a bad idea to go into a studio and be like, "This is how the song needs to sound," because the engineer is a third party and they can hear it more neutrally. And Trace did a great job of uh, assisting, being like, "Hey, maybe you guys should offering really great suggestions. You know, should yeah. do this here, do that there, you know." And I, I guess some people might say that affects the integrity of it, but in my opinion, it's just someone. It's almost like another member of the band that's not in the band that can make things better. And yeah. Trace did a great job of that without being intrusive. Yeah, well, as I said, that's the yeah. main thing. The way he went about it is the best part. Like that's what makes good producer not yeah, to force it to, but to like, hey man, you know, right? Yeah, because you want a producer that like is cool enough to see your vision and see where it, where it should be and be able to like relay that message instead of just being like, hey, like I normally just do like fucking alt rock records. Like we're gonna change up your whole sound and like make it like things <laughs> I've already done and just fuck up your entire plan. Like you don't want that, but you want someone that's for sure like. No, I love what's what's going on. Here's where we can tweak it just to get it a little bit more there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, like I mentioned, this this record came out at the towards the end of uh, January uh, of 2023. Do you remember like kind of like the response that that came from it? I mean, like we talked about, this is your fifth release. Um, like, what what was it like, at least in your local scene or anywhere else? I think personally, what I saw originally when it dropped and we were releasing those singles, like kind of the time I reached out to you, uh, was more or less people going like, oh, y'all are y'all are still doing shit, right? Because we did go dormant, but it's like, like we talked about just a second ago, we were doing shit, but as we're waiting to like really, all right, we're back, or not even back, but like here, you know, with the new release, it's like, we kept it real quiet. We weren't posting every week, like get ready, get ready, you know. Big yeah. things coming, yeah. yeah big things coming. Every <laughs> so just to drop it, yeah. The first reaction was everyone like, "Oh shit, L Dub's still going," you know. And then to hear there's a bunch of really big uh, uh, local bands that are doing some big shit, is what I'm trying to say. They reached out and they're like, "Man, shit's incredible," you know. So it's just like it's cool. The community supports it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's been good dancing around that shit. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, for people that haven't listened to this record, um, just when you for even when you first put it on and you get to that baseline in uh, in vial right off the bat, like that hooks you perfectly. And like I, I like I even restarted the song a couple times just to hear that initial baseline 
just because it's I love it and it just pulls you in and you're just like, all right, I'm along for the ride. Let's fucking do this. Man, I just want to say a weird note about Lyle, the song. I wrote that song in like, well, I didn't write the whole song, but I wrote that first verse um, like immediately before the pandemic. And that whole song and a lot of the record really focuses on like, I mean, it's it's kind of part of the course for the genre, but I mean, self-deprecation, substance abuse, fucking hating yourself, uh, just negative shit. And uh, that that song is it has such a negative vibe. And when I wrote it, I had no idea that like in 2020, it was gonna get so much fucking worse. It was like a premonition. It was weird. Like I was feeling real down about myself at that time. And it's just like, it's just weird that a month later it got even fucking worse. It was just way worse. Um, I don't know. It was kind of cathartic to write all that shit because it was lyrically, it's just kind of what it's about, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Kind of trailed off there for a second. Beer but. break. Beer break. There are no breaks for beer. You just kind of, you just got to keep drinking. That's all it is. <laughs> you know, we had a really good um, release show uh, in Norman for the album. We sold out uh, one of our favorite venues, the Obelisk. Um, had had a good, a really good re response to it there as well, playing it live. Um, and it's been really fun to to sort of add uh, a lot of those songs to the live set too. It's been uh, sort of a fun, fun thing now that we have enough songs to like play something different every time we play a show. It's well, uh, it's really fun for fun for me to, to do something like that, you know. That and sitting on those songs for the two years between writing and recording, and then like you know. We started playing again, was it October or something, uh, 2022 maybe, around there, whatever. And then it's like, well, we're not going to play any of the new shit. Like, let's hit them with the, the same old, you know, same song uh, song and dance type stuff. And so we were itching and begging to do this new stuff. I'm glad we waited just because it made that that release show really fun. But it's like, yeah, it's 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 nice to change that set list up from 2018 and 19 from the last time we played, finally. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I can definitely feel that. Uh, I have some friends here in the cities that they're still kind of playing off their last EP, and they're like, we need to start stop playing like the same shit that we've been playing for like the last four or five years. Yeah. Um, so they're like trying hard to like write their new record and, and get everything ready, and it's just like, as, as as like a friend and a fan of their band, I have no problem listening to the same songs that they play every fucking time. But yes, I would love more shit. So I can only ex imagine what it's like on the other aspect of like, no, we get to rock out to new fucking songs that people haven't heard of and see how hype they get. Well, that's awesome. the best part too, seeing how hype everyone is. Like, that's the best reaction. Right? I'm a wrestling fan. The crowd determines who's your baby face and who's the heel, right? You know, so you play those songs live, right? Oh, that one's good. That one, ah, maybe well, not. And that's it too. It's like figuring out what, what, what does work well live and doesn't. You know, there's a lot of songs, not a lot. But there are some songs that have sort of surprised me where I'm like, okay, that that's got to be in the set every single time, no matter what. Versus like, you know, there there was one or two songs where I thought they were going to sort of be like you know, us wanting to play them every single time. And it's like, yeah, maybe throw them in there, but, you know, maybe do it a little more sporadically. So oh, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's a little fun, but it's uh, it's like a process to figure process, out, what, yeah, feel out what works. And what even so, still. Yeah. yeah. Even still. But it's cool. We have the, the catalog now to work that stuff out, flesh it really out, you know, to actually, okay, well, this worked, that didn't, whatever. Right. 
and then like especially if you're playing like a couple different days back to back like we're, we're going to talk about uh like normal music festival here in a little bit but i think you guys played two days back to back for that so you could always just be like oh on the friday set we're going to play this and then like play a completely different set list for like the next day's worth of show i'll do yeah. you one better it was the same night yeah <laughs> So it was like, shit, we got to do something different. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm not trying to rush into the topic. Yeah, yeah. We I talked about it a minute. Yeah. But I mean, we can, we can jump right into it. Uh, yeah. Like, I, feel like, I feel like first we should preface, uh, Normal Music Festival is a giant, and you guys can correct me and add to whatever. I'm just basing it off of what, what was in the email communication. It's, it's a giant music festival that it's put on right there in, in Norman, Oklahoma, and you guys were lucky enough to basically have like a headlining spot uh, this year. Um, for people that might not be aware and are not around uh, Norman like, as such as myself, is there anything I missed with that description of, of the music festival? Or is there anything you want to add to it? I'll add, oh, go ahead, Frank. I was going to say it's, it's the country's largest uh, totally free music festival. So they bring in uh, like uh, up there's 100,000 people. Not all on the same stage. I will not say all that. on the it's same not stage, like, but like you know, just in total, yeah. Three, three days. People, yeah, it's a three-day festival, and uh, you know they've had the sword play. They've had um, uh, uh, power trip was yeah, there one year. R.I.P. Really cool. Power trip, man. That was crazy. Um, that, was, that was the craziest uh, circle pit I've ever been a part of. <laughs> the garden wow. played a few years ago. Yeah, the garden. Play. I love the garden. I'll say so this just down. to add on before we continue. Uh, I'll I'll take the stand from Norm Music Fest. It's the largest free festival that, and they I think this year was like 326 bands on like 11, 12 stages. Majority of the bands from the state of Oklahoma, they really showcase local talent, and that's why I and we as a band are so uh, down to raise the flag of Norm Music Fest. We've played many years, and they go out of their way to help us. All the people that organize it. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better being in a local band, being in a, a small band, being in a big band. It don't matter. You know, it's like really the whole community comes together. It helps the city. Uh, it helps the bands. It helps the people there have a good time. You know, uh, once again, completely free. Can't say enough good things about uh, the people and the festival itself. It's uh, fantastic. So I want to I want to add two things. One, I saw like the the set list times for I think the stages that you guys are playing. I didn't realize that there were that many more stages and that many more bands playing. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's um, it's also amazing that they bring in and showcase a, a lot more of like the local scene in that festival rather than you know just like a giant like touring like not fest or something like that where it's just like yeah. oh we're just bringing in big name people and that's fucking it. Because um, it's always nice. Were... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think there are just as many like unofficial stages as there were like official stages too this year, which was like a really uh, a good like showcase for, of the community to coming together and being able to put that many like that many more bands on exactly, um, you know, on unofficial stage. Indoor stages, outdoor, yeah. Everyone joins in. That's what, yeah, that's, it's so cool. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Um, so like we were kind of talking leading into this, uh, you guys played back-to-back -back shows, well, two shows in one night uh for uh, during norman so you guys changed up the sets entirely or at least you know kind of had to for for that um i know we kind of like jumped around your thought there but where do you remember where, where you were going with that before we, we hopped uh, forward? 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, we knew that our, so our earlier show was on, like, the big stage at 8.30, one of the big stages, there's a couple big stages, and uh, we kind of knew, like, we didn't know how many people were really officially going to be there, but we knew, like, that was going to be our big crowd, so we knew we couldn't just go fucking crazy and play a bunch of hardcore shit, because, I, I don't know, you know, there's a lot of new faces, you don't want to go up there and just act a fool, basically. Walk yeah, you want to play your radio it. hits to get them at least hooked. Yeah, you, then... yeah you want to play some stuff that's accessible. Um, more poppy, pop, on the pop end of yeah stuff. and then we knew that our later set was at like midnight in a fucking bar and it's going to be packed and you know we're going to be wild so <laughs> yeah, the, the big stage is shut down at like 11 11 30 people aren't going home so you know it's like all right that's the time we're going to cut it loose so we intentionally just made the second set just like all pretty much all our all hardcore songs to the wall just, like everything as fast as we could do as fast and fucking hard as possible <laughs> And yeah. I actually felt kind of bad about that second show because uh, it, it got very rowdy. It got very – Jeff's brother <laughs> broke his finger, and that was pretty gross. It was like – yeah, yeah, I, I saw, come, I, You saw that? I saw the picture, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought – when he came up, I thought he was doing this fuck, live long, and prosper. But no, it was the day of his whole there's a picture where he's showing it, and you can see me in the background on my phone Googling how to reset a broken finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then what? He just he, he just reset the finger, yeah. and he was good to go? Good to go. Wow. That's wild. But I guess he didn't break it. I guess he dislocated it. it or, I don't know. But no, it's and, so gross, dude. It's so gross. And hey, we're having a good time. That's why. Sorry if we're so hectic jumping around, but to get back to, like, the Music Fest thing, like, that show was really cool because... I know for me personally, during uh, brought it up like three times now, but like pandemic, they would still release the schedules for Music Fest, right? So there was one year we had a real cool time, a real cool stage, and it got canceled. And you're like, damn, after, you know, we play it for years. And then the next year, same thing. Well, it got canceled again. But then it comes back, all right, we're finally back. Well, we're playing Thursday at midnight. And it's like, well, that might not necessarily be the spot you wanted, but people still showed up, sold the bitch out. Or not sold, but you know, it was packed. Uh, Dude, somebody they got on stage and played rock, paper, scissors to see who would piss themselves. Yeah, yeah. themselves on stage. <laughs> whoever lost had to piss themselves. It, no, it was whoever won had, won had to piss themselves. <laughs> wow. Somebody pissed themselves on stage. Like it got it gets wild every time, man. But it was cool that this year finally it seemed like okay, the stars we, aligned. Yeah, we missed out on those two years where we would have had a really cool showcase, and then this year we got it, so it was like, all right. Good, got it was yeah, got good time, break. good stage, like every the stars aligned. I've been know? I've been telling Frankie and shit, like he broke a string during the set. And I was like, we just couldn't lose that night, is how it felt to me. Like he broke a string. Our buddy Sean Reedy, S3D, check him out. He shows up and just brings the energy back up. And then a guitar out of nowhere is levitated <laughs> onto the stage. <laughs> Frankie fucking flips it on and then picks it up and well, you know and we it never skipped a beat. To add to that, we normally don't play covers. And like a month before this Norm Music Fest show, I was like, we should learn a cover that everyone knows because maybe someone will be walking by and hear it. And I was like, how about Hybrid Moments by The Misfits? Like, it's fucking easy. It's catchy. And when Frankie broke that string, originally Hybrid Moments was going to be at the end of the set. And uh, when he broke the string, I looked at Jeff and Rod, and I was like, well, let's just play Hybrid Moments real quick. And I just, I thought to myself, I was like, if we hadn't learned that cover, I wasn't really sure what we would have done. And like Jeff said, we couldn't lose. Yeah. Like, it was just the, the stars aligned that night. And everything just went our way. It was a great show. It was one of the best shows I think we've ever played. It was awesome. It was fucking really cool. Dude, fuck yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a great time. Uh, you know, 
it's one it's crazy that people you know would play rock paper scissors and have the winner piss themselves but that's a whole nother story uh but like, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah having having that cover in your back pocket it's always solid to have a cover in your back pocket for any weird reason um like i've, I've had people like you always have a moment where like either someone either breaks a string or has to tune like crazy and i've seen bands just like just start randomly like the bass player will just randomly start playing like a line and then the rest of the members will just kind of just join in and it'll get they might not even play the full song but they'll play like a minute of it while that other person's doing what they need to and just gets the the crowd distracted enough where like no one realizes yeah. that oh we're just <laughs> saving our asses and like sweating we were like oh shit like i said we, your dad, dad thought it was intentional yeah my dad asked us, like that was such a cool move y'all did right in the middle i was like what are you talking about he goes oh where frankie acted like he broke a string and i was like yeah that was pretty yeah, sweet no, wasn't it so <laughs> i'm not lying i was playing the song and i look over and i just see a guitar levitate and frankie's like ah and i was like we're good i get we're good <laughs> it was awesome fuck yeah uh, kind of jumping back into this record before we kind of transition. Uh, I mean, it's been out since January. If people haven't listened to it yet, one, what are you doing? You should have listened to it a million times already. But for people that might not have listened to it, like, what's something that they can really like expect or you know get out of this this record? Hmm. Okay, I, yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest, if someone really sits, if, if this is gonna sound corny, because every a lot of pop punky alternative bands give this whole spiel. But when we were writing this record and I was writing the lyrics, our friend S. Reedy helped me with some of the lyrics and he would kind of proofread and maybe you should change this, maybe you should change that. And he was like, dude, uh, don't do so much revision and just be as fucking honest as you can with what you say. And I think if someone's going through some shit, like feeling bad about life and themselves and they read the lyrics, I'm not saying I'm, I'm seeing things that are going to make you feel better, but you might relate with them, you know, because a lot of the record is just looking at myself brutally, honestly, and just saying these things out loud. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like a broken record saying that because everyone says shit like that. But I can personally say this is the most honest I've been lyrically ever, the most vulnerable. And I think that's part of the reason why it's probably my favorite project that we've done. And I guess sonically, um, I don't know if you're a fan of like power pop, uh, Turn it to rock in general. I just think there's a lot of fucking killer riffs on it. Do you guys have anything? I'd say to piggyback that, uh, me personally, we've covered, we've been a band a long time. Uh, we've done a lot of cool shit that I'm proud of. None so more than this record. Uh, I think it really, we always talk about like, what's our sound? Like what, you know, people, oh, you sound like this, this and that, right? And then as a band, you're like, I don't, we don't sound like those, you know? I think this is the truest two form uh, that, you, you know, Limp Wizards on tape that you're going to hear. It's what I'm most proud of. Uh, and it definitely, if you're going to check us out, that's the record to, to peep into. And then, you know, you go back into the previous catalogs and I'm, I'm proud of that stuff too. But I think this yeah. is the, you know, this is, this I, is us at the top of our game as of yet. In and, my and to piggyback off that real quick, this is, I, I'm a, I'm a hard ass on myself and the band. And uh, normally I'm the one in the studio who's like, this song fucking sucks. We don't need to release this shit. This sucks. Uh, he hated the last album. I, I fucking, <laughs> I, I hate on everything we do. And it's, it's out of love. It's because I want everything to sound the best way I think it can. 
this record has no, in my mind has no skips there's nothing on the record that i look back on and go fuck we could have done this we could have done that we you know I, I fucking love this record and like i said it's the most honest i've been and i can't look back on it and feel ashamed i feel so proud of it even the weird turn midnight strangler right in the middle of the record a 30 second like <laughs> what the f is that song it still has a personal meaning that I don't even know if you want to. It, we we play walk around miniature golf all the time on VR. Yeah, okay. and uh, there was a yeah, there was a time where that was every day. Get off work, crack a beer. We're playing some fucking putt putt for hours. And why we play putt putt, you know, on the VR, we just write random songs and not real songs, just yeah, ridiculous shit, entertaining. And Taylor did the Midnight Strangler. And so we sang that for months and months. And then I think I was drunk as shit one night. I got a little play keyboard. When I get it's like drunk, a kid's keyboard with like a little Casio with little prefets and shit. When I get drunk, I turn on my crazy lights and my lasers and I write silly <laughs> songs and I send it to everybody. And that was what the song Midnight Strangler was. And then Taylor reworked it into its final form. <laughs> so like even this stuff that sounds stupid to us, it's like, man, that like that just puts all it'll always bring me back yeah <laughs> brings me back and that's the first exclusive scoop for what that song is because right. everyone's been like what the, what the everything's good then right in the middle that one weird song it. about strangling somebody it's called like a like a complete tonal change from the record like just like a kind of like a throwaway song just to like totally like stop the stop the momentum right in the middle of the album or like towards the end of it <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, thank you for bringing that up because I did have it in my notes and oh, I just hadn't gotten to that one yet. So, I mean, but man, I'm so sorry. Hey, we're just excited. No, no, here. I like you're you're fine, dude. <laughs> Cross that one off the list. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> no, but like, because I, I I specifically felt too like once you get to that song, like the rest of the record after that, kind of like there's a dip where it sounds kind of like you know, uh, the beginning part of the record again, but then the last couple songs really just take it down like this different like mellow track and i felt like you you more notice it just because you get to midnight strangler then it's like okay like this is the this is the lead out to the album and we're yeah. just gonna see where this goes so like yes it is weird when you're on like this hype and then you get to that one but at the same time it's like this this is side b for sure yeah yeah. That's the tone, yeah, well, yeah. And, you know, again, I think that was, like, um, intentional with, like, with how I wanted to set up the, the record with the, the order of it and just the overall, like, uh, tone and feel of it. Um, and it was, at first, I, I didn't want Midnight Strangler to be on the album. They sent it to me, you know, they sent it to me, and I was like, so this, you know, like, so this is what you guys are doing, like, yeah, <laughs> in, baby. The, in the studio or whatever. I was like, okay, like, whatever. But, you know, then um, I just really got to listen to it um uh trying to you know trying to figure out the order of how how we wanted everything to go and i just thought it, it fit kind of perfectly in a weird uh way of, you know like what you were saying where after that point it really takes a different uh you know a slightly different turn for uh like the tone of the rest of the songs and everything so. and i think some of the uh deeper meaning song uh, you know what after that's too good and all that other stuff too right dummy dummy yeah dummy especially yeah maybe numbers but okay that's right <laughs> don't you have a cd yeah i got a cd around here somewhere i'll do it <laughs> 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 we'll figure out what the hell we're talking <laughs> about <laughs> um, <laughs> one of these songs yeah. we've done <laughs> 
So I, I know you guys are saying this is probably your, your favorite release uh, that you guys have done so far. Um, but, you know, as me in this position, I got to ask, you know, what's what's on the horizon? What's coming next as like a follow up to this record? Big things coming. Global <laughs> band says one thing. Stay tuned, baby. <laughs> uh, just know uh, uh, we actually there was two tracks off of Isle that we held back. Shit, I might have sent them to you because I think I sent you the masters. You might have gotten a hold of them. But uh, uh, there's two tracks, uh, Can't Talk to Steve and Bulldozer City, that we held off of that one just to, uh, I don't know, padding's the right word, but they didn't, we felt like maybe they didn't fit this record. But I think they're two really great songs. So we got two in the books already. And then we're going to go record, uh, record with Trace again. And I think we have two that are close right now and then probably want to do maybe another two or three to really like get, you know, put out another EP. Yeah, before the end of the year for sure hopefully and uh but yeah no we we already got some songs we're working on and yeah it's been a bit of a uh not a band struggle but yeah we've been fighting like are we going to record what are we doing you know so we're, tra <laughs> we're trying to figure it out the good news though is fucking the struggle is us putting out the new stuff and so we've been writing and yeah there's hopefully by the end of the year have, have some, a couple more songs yeah. out yeah yeah at least singles if not a full release because that's the other thing about the music industry now is people like i don't know releases like extended re anything more than one song is hard to push like because tiktok and everything people just push singles 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 yeah. singles which I'm not against, but like I'm a thorough believer, like in the album. Like I love making yeah. albums. I, I like. I, I really dig listening to like records start to finish. You know, to to try to capture that vibe of like what the artist was going for. You oh know? yeah. Uh, get get the full idea uh, start to finish. So you know, again, I appreciate you bringing up the fact that like um, uh, you notice like past Midnight Strangler. I know we're talking about it again, but after that, like the the tonal change in the record because. Uh, a lot of times it's like, you know, you check out the single or throw it on shuffle or whatever, you know, so. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just like you guys where I also am still a big believer in like releasing full albums or, or EPs and stuff. Um, like with, with the people that just release singles just to keep like the momentum going and like, you know, going with the algorithms, it's great. But like leading up, getting those singles that are leading up to like an album, you're already hooked. You know how kind of like what you're expecting by the time you get to like the second or third single and you're like okay th this album's gonna drop and then it's just go for the ride whereas like people that just release singles they don't tie in enough to each other so it's just like okay like this one caught me here but then this one's like a completely different space right. and then like by the time that it gets to the next one i'm like i just want one cohesive thing and it's like not <laughs> enough to keep me like locked in yeah and like i'm a i'm a big hip-hop head and uh it's not always like this in hip-hop but like you said with the algorithm and everything a lot of rappers just release singles which makes sense like you're trying to blow up like do it but like yeah. i thought kendrick lamar and uh baby keem last year here in oklahoma city and i think keem has done a lot of like this pushing singles and, and and features and stuff like that and in a way he almost it it, it almost hurt him because when he performed his songs with kendrick it's like people only knew like 10 seconds of his verse and that's because that, that was the part of the verse that's on tiktok and then the crowd would just go silent and then 15 seconds later the crowd would be singing along again and i'm like 
you know, I, that's not necessarily completely his fault, but um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that really, but it's well, like it I, just has to. It has. I feel like it. It's tying into uh, like especially with TikTok and like the attention spans that people now have because of it. We're like, yeah, uh, a part of a song will get featured in that. And you'll be hooked on that because you'll it'll get like used for fucking everything. But then people don't go and like check out the rest of anything. Yeah. So they're just yeah. like, oh, we know we know that line, and then it's just like, all right, now we're gonna we don't know anything. And it was it was it was really honestly kind of creepy how silent the crowd got immediately when that part when that part ended. It was like an arena full of people screaming every word, and then it just stopped. And it was it was kind of eerie. It was cool, but it was eerie, you know. Well. <laughs> I also feel, you know, you spend all this time working through it and writing and recording and getting it out there. I don't know. It's you probably want to be appreciated it, after it's for sure and set up like, oh well, yeah, that's their other song. They did this the other. I don't know. You know, it, I'm sure it's successful and maybe we should learn something from it. But it's like I I enjoy that like the build up of like, oh here we go, and then that final release of like all right let's put this out and we've been kind of riding that wave since vital came out in the sense of like okay we got these new eyes on us okay hey we're playing this show and it's we talked about that before this started really we were like man like really add up all the shows we've done and like anything we've done as a band specifically and it, it, it makes sense we're not just doing shit to do shit which i'm not opposed to i love playing shows wherever it's at but it seems like we really hit a good stride in a sense of like being intentional. Yeah, exactly. That's the best word, intentional. It's like it, it is thought out a little bit, opposed to three years ago. We didn't give a shit. We didn't. I I was like, man, we should have got our shit together a long time ago. Dude. What the hell? Yeah, like we play like eight local shows in a month, and be like, why is nobody fucking here? And yeah, like maybe we play the same fucking place over and over and over and over. And it's like we've. It, there, I wouldn't say an aha moment, but maybe it was just a like, fuck that, we're gonna do this the the quote unquote right way or whatever, you know? And so I don't know. I think that's the best thing since the album came out is like intentional. I still go back to that. Like what we've done is like, all right, this makes sense. This makes sense. All right. Well and and I mean, you know, setting goals uh for the band as well, you know, trying to set some goals and like yeah, just uh like making sure that we follow up and follow through and like uh, try try our best to like achieve those goals, you know, but that's been the cool thing too, is just uh, talking about like, you know, like uh, where do we want to play out of town and stuff like that. And just going and kind of setting it up and doing it too. So. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, like, like I've said, th this record's sick and I'm stoked to see uh, what you guys are planning on doing in the future and what the, these next iterations of Limp Wizards is going to be. Um, like, I mean, you guys have your thought process locked in and it sounds like a great, like you guys, you guys know what you guys need to do and I'm just ready to see you guys execute it in the long run. Thank you, man. We're excited. Yeah. Uh, before we transition, is there anything that I might not have brought up about, uh, vile limp wizards or anything else in general that you guys want to talk about? Should we show them the Yu-Gi-Oh card? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need to show them that. All right. So we we sh we showed everybody Rodrigo from the wall behind me. Uh, we're gonna show everybody some Yu-Gi-Oh cards now as well. I think yeah. Jeff Jeff had some comparisons between us and these cards. I guess these okay. guys didn't even know about this. I surprised they went and got Arby's 
freaking five minutes before the podcast. And I was like, all right, then <laughs> you're about to get roasted on the podcast. So Rod's, Rod's not yeah. here. So I couldn't give Rod his own card. Instead, I picked a fusion card for him and Frankie. So first of all, Mr. Taylor Young, the card I picked to describe him is the man-eater bug. Many will okay. recognize that. Classic. Classic. Me, of course, I'm Machine King. Because he's a mechanic. I'm a mechanic. So, yeah, I'm the Machine King. And then Frankie is uh, Guy the, the Fierce Warrior. But I picked this card because Rod's the Cursed Dragon. So, this is Guy the Dragon Champion. Me and my boy Rod. Yeah. That's so, that's you and Rod. My boy Rod. You know, that Yu Gi Oh! 25th anniversary just came out. I'm all over it. I get ripped off at every card shop in the metro. No big deal. <laughs> I ain't got shit either, but I'm pretty sure I still have the originals from from like the original series of those exact cards. I think you better put them in a binder <laughs> and under lock and key, my man. Uh, hit eBay and check those prices right now. It's uh, crazy. I'll have they're to. re-releasing the legacy packs, so it's just gonna bump up the OGs even more, man. Dude, love to hear They're it. Laughing, but this is money. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because no, I just I just remember getting screwed over like 20 <laughs> years ago out of all my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. You know, I right. off, ended up trading away all the good cards I had for some bum-ass cards and I don't even have any. I'm just laughing because Jeff has the most random interest. Like, we got to his house today and he's like, yeah, dude, I've been listening to cowboy music and playing Zelda all day. And then he pulled up <laughs> YouTube history and it was like six hours of like 1930s <laughs> cowboy music and he's singing every word. Oh! Yeah. And the yeah. next thing you know, he's busting out Yu-Gi-Oh cards. He's into wrestling. He has so hey, many random things. He's good don't, at juggling. Don't let me get my yo-yo out. Yo-yo. <laughs> he's a true renaissance man. There we go. <laughs> Anyways, you asked about our bands, and now we're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. That's us, though, man. That's it. Yeah, no. That's, that's, that's the shit that I love about doing this is just, like, letting – the bands just kind of just go off the rails because it gives people a whole nother like insight to what the band is actually like. Yeah, we all listen to the record. We see a sense of what you guys are like, but seeing you guys have all these Yu-Gi-Oh cards, uh, just having a good time, like this is a whole nother vision that people might not be aware of. Okay, well, to the people watching, I got one more. Holly, if you do me the great honor of handing me oh, yeah. that beautiful, beautiful, shiny <laughs> gold. Yeah, yeah, another skill he has. That right there is my fantasy football league championship trophy. I know you're saying fantasy football. No, this is the Boomer Center League. Been going for 15 years. I joined six years ago. Third time I bought this bad boy home. So he keeps it the whole year until the end of next season. I took it home. I polished it up because who knows what these other men do with this trophy whenever it's not in my possession. I can't. I can't control that. But I cleaned it up, and so yeah. Hey, you want to talk about range, baby? Meet me on the fantasy, fantasy football, football field. Football, yo yo, Yu Gi Oh, playing music, mechanic, disc <laughs> golf, the true fucking renaissance. Game. What the hell? <laughs> that was chaotic, but that's the truth. <laughs> he writes short stories, which yeah, we can't. Share. We can't. <laughs> those are under the wraps. Those, those are under the wraps. Yeah, I got a oh, pen okay. name. I got a pen name. Oh you'll shit! Have buy those. You'll have to buy those at the Barnes and Noble. <laughs> 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 yeah, we'll, we'll get that. Just we'll get those links down below where you can go purchase all those. Yeah, yeah. Right? Hey, I'll send you a copy. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, now I, I feel like it's perfect time to transition. We're all loose. We all had a few beers. Uh, yes, sir. You know, now we're gonna get to my favorite part of the episode, 
which is always the storytelling part of the episode. This is where we always uh, talk about fun stories from this time of music, uh, whether it's shows, tours, time recording, um, or any other like behind the scenes things you guys have done. Obviously, you guys have been doing Limp Wizard since 20, 2012. We have 11 years since then. I'm sure there's some good stuff. I know from the emails, there's some good stuff uh, that was already hinted at. Um, as I normally say, they can be anything horrendous to tremendous or any adjective in between. <laughs> I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. I'm going to let hey, that start it off. That's a good segue. I got, I got one. I got one. Yeah. <laughs> so hit it off. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So you're going to have to have a lasso ready because we're about to just... <laughs> He's going to the bathroom. I don't know which. I don't know if he's going pee pee or poo poo. No, pee pee. Pee pee. Um, <laughs> this isn't even really that good of a story. What story are you going to tell? Treeport. Which time we played in Shreveport numerous times, and if I'm not mistaken, I've shit my pants in Shreveport on stage at least once, and I think it might be two times. And so that's, <laughs> that's not like, even that cool of a story. Is that I like fifty percent of the times we played in Shreveport? Probably. You pants? Yeah, yeah I, I think you should just stop playing in Shreveport if it's <laughs> yeah. the, the chances of you doing that again are just not good. Not, not good. It's, it's, it's a it's literally a, a, the flip of this guitar pick right here, which you know, fall in the air, I guess. I didn't call it. We'll it's just say that we'll just yeah, we'll we'll, 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 yeah. he's probably gonna fancy Shreveport. I probably gonna shit my pants somewhere, and so it might not be in Shreveport, but it's gonna happen again. Jeff, come save us. That was, that was uh, to kind of bounce off that. I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell one. Uh, there was this time that we were like we were driving from I think Wyoming down to Colorado to play a show, and we had it was the first tour that we had with like this new bass player, and I met this guy probably three or four days before like i met him at the tour kickoff show and i was just tming and everything and you know we're, we're getting into colorado and we're driving around and he's like oh yeah like telling the story about how like one time he like shit himself on uh, like a road trip or something and we're like oh yeah that's kind of funny and you know like guys do we were all talking about the last time we like shit ourselves and his was like more recently than any of ours because we're all like he's somehow still like a child and shit himself uh but it was funny because like we're going through this town and uh we just got done talking about all that and i take a corner and he kind of like slides and then he's like hey can you guys like find the next like gas station or something and we're like dude we like we just got done eating like we're trying to get to the next well i just shit myself uh <laughs> like literally like 10 minutes after the story he had shit himself not like super crazy, but for enough where like his underwear had to stay in that bathroom. Uh, well, that's, yes. Yeah. That's like so, the thing, like the Simpsons episode where it's like you know a hundred days since our last employee injury, yeah. and they, you know somebody gets hurt, and then they have to like take everything like the next <laughs> right then and there. It's like, dude. So, if I'm not mistaken, are you from Minnesota? Is that correct? Uh, I'm originally from Iowa, but I live in Minnesota now. Okay, so I'm going to tell you my best Minnesota story that involved me. <laughs> okay. Before I say it, I'm by no means some badass. I'm not strong. I don't beat people up. But this happened. He is. He is. And they'll, no, is. they'll back it up. So where were we playing? Was it Minneapolis? Minneapolis and a VFW. It was a VFW, yeah. And we had pulled okay. into town. We'd blown our fucking head unit on my amp the night before. Yeah. So we roll into the sketchiest fucking pawn shop you've ever fucking seen. And we end up picking up something. So it was like, we were already like, all right, how are we going to make this work type shit? We roll up to the VFW. It's a couple, an hour or two before the show. So we roll in to the bar part to get food or whatnot. 
Well, everyone there is mean mugging us. It's I like mean, boomers. They're like looking at us like, who the fuck are these? We yeah, were so that, out of That's literally place. every VFW I've ever yeah. been Yeah, in. dude. It, felt like it, was it was like almost like a biker bar. They're just like, what the hell are you boys doing? And Rod and Frankie are going to the jukebox playing Taking Back Sunday and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's a yeah. brand new title fight. Like, like dude, you're going to get her ass kicked. Well, hate this shit. So we played. It was a, The show was fine. Uh, well, we had a, uh, a half gallon of vodka in the van and I was like, well, shit, I ain't, I ain't paying for it when I got it out in the van. So I go, I'm walking out to the van and, uh, I see some guy, he, he's grabbing his wife, you know, and he's putting her, his hands on her and, uh, he like shoves her to the ground and I go up to him. I'm like, yo, you need to chill the fuck out, man. Like this is crazy. And next thing you know, he gets all confrontational one time on the ground while well, his wife jumps up. What the fuck you are you doing? Him. You hit him. One time. It, it wasn't like a band. It was like a it was like a, a put, you know. You one knocked of his ass out. No, I didn't. <laughs> put him on the ground, though. Bad. Here's what I, the, I preface this because this sounds <laughs> ridiculous, but this is true. Put him on the ground. Well, his wife that he just assaulted jumps up. She's all in my face now. You son of a bitch. Blah, blah, blah. You motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, holy shit. So, of course, I still go take me a shot real quick. <laughs> I, come back. I remember it, dude. I was listening to fucking American Idiot full record on my fucking phone. I still remember. I go back inside, and I, I'm like, hey, boys, uh, situation just happened. I explained it. And they're like, yeah, right, dude, you're bullshit. We didn't fucking believe him at all. And I was like, bro, he got in a blue fucking F-150, and he's circling the block right now. We were like, you were gone for two minutes, dog. <laughs> And then sure enough, go outside, motherfuckers circling the block. Driving around looking for him. Looking for him. And I was like, we're going to get fucking shot. And so, luckily (laughs) enough, nothing ended up happening besides me getting completely shit-faced wasted, acting a fool. And uh, we went back and stayed at somebody's house. You remember this? Where I was slipping and busting my ass. You guys have a lot of snow in that motherfucker. (laughs) They tied that up so high. No drips on the side of the road. It was like four feet, five feet. And like I, you know, I decided it would be funny to like go try to jump into it, and it's just like solid. I, I, I was yeah. gonna like crawl down into the snow, and I just like I stayed right on top, and I was like, "All right, well, that was." But I guess, that, I guess I guess the end of the story is not as funny, but it's funny just because I went from the hero to the zero because I guess I slipped and slid into this guy's apartment. I was so fucked up, I ended up crashing on his couch and eating all of his cheez its. And that oh, next yeah. next yeah. morning I woke up and he was like, Y'all gotta go. <laughs> and everyone's like, Yeah, you were an asshole. And I was like, God yeah, damn was it. Awful, man. He was he was bullying Taylor. We were eating Cheez Its and Cheetos all night. <laughs> he kept snatching the box out of Taylor's hand. Just like a bullying Taylor. And it's like we went to that sandwich <laughs> shop the next day. Do you yeah. remember what that well, the, guy, the guy that we stayed with, he did hook us up. He was like, he called ahead and got us all free sandwiches at Someplace he was awesome. I was the asshole. Jeff was, <laughs> I have a question. Jeff's a badass. Yeah. No, but he wasn't. <laughs> so you said you did TMing for a little bit, like tour managing. Uh, did yeah. you ever? Did you ever pull the Chipotle trick where you call the Chipotle and you tell them that you're like in a band and shit? No, we we never pulled that trick. Um, it works. You it know, yeah, hey, it, it worked. Was, it many worked, it worked a couple times. It was like. <laughs> For us, we'd have to call, like, sometimes we'd have to call a couple of different Chipotle's, but we, we normally got some free stuff, and they were, they were still, like, sometimes they were still, like, limited on what we could get for yeah. food, but, like, you know. What, what were you going to say? Did you have a trick that we don't know about? No, I never uh, really had any tricks. The, the one that I always wanted to, to do, but they never routed, like, we didn't, 
we never played Denver because shows would always fall through. So we always played like Colorado Springs. But uh, in Denver, there's a place called Illegal Pete's, I believe. It's like a burrito shop. And that spot, too, if you, like, call them ahead of time and you're like, hey, like, we're on tour. We're going to be coming through on this day. Uh, like, they'll hook you guys up with, like, food, too. No shit. I've heard about that. Hey, that just reminded me. Here's a quick one for all you uh, soon-to-be touring bands going through Cleveland, Ohio. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Uh, been bring there. a CD and a tour poster. They'll let your ass in for free. We yeah. saved like 140 bucks between the two. And that bands. Shit was pretty and fucking cool. I was, it, it was badass. Cool we experience. were there for six hours. I could have spent we another there. six. Yeah, we, we especially we, when you got no money and like there's nothing. No, yeah, there's there's nothing. Do, there was yeah. a blizzard in Cleveland when we were there, so it was like, all right, here we go. Warmth and like we got to see Billy Joe Armstrong's uh, uh, Gibson Les Paul Junior that he recorded fucking American Indian and. Oh, we saw some friends stuff. I mean, the month before that, I'm a huge Floyd head. They had the fucking uh, all the Pink Floyd tour uh, inflatables and shit. So I sadly missed that. But when we were there, it was the Hunter S. Thompson Rolling Stones exhibit. So I got to see like actual pages of Fear and Loathing and shit. Like that was pretty cool. Oh, nice. But yeah, remember that one? Bands bring a fucking CD and uh, an online flyer. They'll let you in for free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, the guys that I ran with, it was just, like, uh, two dudes from my high school that had, like, a band. So, like, I mean, they were high school homies that, like, I just would run with. Uh, they did that on their first tour. So, like, that, uh, I wasn't there for the first tour. I was there for, like, all the other tours after that. And we just never, they didn't route to Cleveland, or we didn't drive through Cleveland. So, I didn't get to experience that. But, yeah, it's I've heard chance, of that dude. one. It's kick-ass. It's pretty fucking cool. And, like, and that comes from a guy who's, like, I'm pretty. I'm cynical and I'm cool. And I was in my mind. I was everything like, everything's corny. Tour everything's, no, corny cool. everything's cheesy. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was, was cool, dude. It wasn't corny. It was pretty well, fucking cool. And you know, shoot, Nolan. Nolan just found a bench and just slept. We had, we had <laughs> taken that. We had another guy. We were we were playing with. Uh, we had two bands that we were. Uh, it was Limp Wizards and Psychotic Reaction, and we were kind of playing with them. Uh, well, you played with him on the, on the tour. And, he was uh, in both bands. Uh, one yeah. of our buddies, Nolan, was just like sleeping on a bench. He was like, you know, find me when you guys are done. So well, he had been there for <laughs> and he, he'd, he'd seen him already or whatever. But what a cool thing for the fucking literal rock and roll music. You know, it's like, hell yeah, right. you should do that. You know, like that, that's really cool. I know in like Vegas they just opened, or I might not have just opened, but I know that there's the, punk the rock museum. yeah the punk rock museum. I, I wonder if they yeah. would do something similar because that would be kind of cool. That one, too. especially with fucking punk well, rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, why I wish I, wish I would have known about that. I was in Vegas like two months, it? That, three no, months ago. That guys did it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wish you would have gone in there. I was I was with my dad, who's um, sixty. Uh, he's gonna be sixty what year he's gonna be 62 this year and i was with my dad's uncle who's like 87 so they just wanted to gamble the whole time you know we didn't really go see a whole bunch of stuff but um yeah the the, the, the cannabis out there is is pretty good but it's expensive as shit so we're yeah, the we're the root smoker here baby taylor you don't, you don't i'll smoke weed it scares me I have, I have a deep fear of marijuana but real quick we're, we're telling story stuff i i live for this this hey storytelling time Get ready. Uh, where was it? Columbus, Ohio. 
Middle of a blizzard, same tour. Yeah, yeah the day before Cleveland. We almost fucking died. We no, got, no, that was after Cleveland. We got, thinking we we got, got pulled over. Oh, yeah, we were on top. We were on an episode of Cop, basically. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm dead ass asleep. And so we're in like a church van. Well, psychotic, it's their van. They had spray painted all the windows white. So, you know, people couldn't see it. Look in and see all this gear. Yeah. Well, it makes sense if you're in a band, if you're a cop. I guess that means uh, Colombian drug cartel or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, these guys over. They pull us over. I get, I was asleep and I get woken up. Jeff, 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 you got the weed, man. I had the weed. <laughs> I was like, bro, it's gone. The weed's There's gone. No weed. He has them, but it was gone. And uh, next thing you know, we're all pulled out of the van on the side of an interstate bridge in Ohio. It's fucking snow. snow is coming down. Blizzard snow. It's crazy. And uh, this cop, he, he gets his dog out and the dog like wiggled dog, his tail dog, or something and he's like yeah we got you and it's like oh shit so who was in the cop car with me it was you me and nolan so we're in the back of a cop we car. were chill hang on me and, yeah. me and jeff and nolan we were chill i think bobby, <laughs> i knew we were good bobby yeah. and rod went bobby and rod went together and the taylor's by himself with the drug dog he <laughs> said <"Bars> yeah. his face <laughs> They fucking did me dirty too because I'm diabetic. It so wanted his ass to fuck. I have he didn't have his ID. I didn't have my ID. I left it at the bar the night before, and I have an insulin pump and a bunch of needles because I'm a type one diabetic. Yeah, they're like, oh, motherfucker. They're like, what are these needles for? And I was like, I have a fucking insulin pump. And like, what's in the insulin pump? And I wanted to have fucking heroin. They were fucking dicks. They. They bring us back to the station, right? And uh, we get put in this holding cell, not a cell, but a room. And it's like there, it was like their conference room. We weren't arrested. It's like we, we were kids in the. We weren't arrested. Exactly. exactly. We, weren't, we weren't detained. We were under what they call uh, investigative, investigative custody or some, you know, some made up thing. Some right? bullshit, yeah. Yes, exactly. And there's they put a chaperone police officer in there, right? Just hang out, and we're all bullshit, and we're like, oh hell yeah, we got the gig night talking, and then I look over on the wall, and they have a mowing schedule, yeah, and I see it said like uh, Martinez or something. It was, it was Martinez, I remember. And I was, you're like, I was like, you must be Martinez, motherfucker. They got you on lawn, dude. Gotta go mow right now, dude. <laughs> and then he made a joke about football, which pissed them off. Oh yeah, so we we're uh, you know we're oh uh, yeah that was, that was a couple of years. Like, I think it might have been that same year. You it know? was the same year. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield mm. came through. And won the they, Heisman. They won in Ohio State. At Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, which is In Columbus. Columbus. And yeah. he planted the flag. And I was like, y'all are pissed. Y'all are pissed. You saw those plays? all this shit. You saw those plays. OU fans or whatever. But then the best part was at the end of it. Well, hang on. Before that, periodically, this bald-headed fucking cocksucker would come in and be like, listen, boys. I this, know is where the, the weed yeah, is. this is the state of Ohio. We're in the state of Ohio. We don't take weed from, you know, blah, blah, blah. He goes, tell me where it is. You it's going to be a lot better. better. Tell me where it is before it makes things bad for you. And I remember Frankie went, bro, search the van. We got guitars, drums, and amplifiers. Quit wasting yeah, time. What are you doing? Quit wasting our time. We were there for like two hours. And he did it back and forth. And by the end of it, all I could say was, just don't smoke yeah. weed. Don't smoke weed in Ohio. <laughs> we were like, but we were also like, dude, like we this, we're going to California this next same, week. This same year, we've been in Colorado, we've been in Massachusetts, we've been in you know all these places that has legal cannabis. So how can you like, you know? He just had. He would have arrested us if we had a fucking. Oh yeah. Bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, 
Or go ahead. The, the crazy part to me, if I recall, we had like two or three boxes of open Franzia in the back, which none of us were drunk. N- none of us had drank that day. We yeah. had a good time in Columbus. No, we, we, but, we covered. We had the we had the we had the liquor covered up. They were but, but they still, were be. But still, I think technically, I've heard they can arrest you on open container. It was in a it was in a bag. And I'm like, you know, if you guys should be worried about anything, and I'm a heavy drinker, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I mean, I'm just saying alcohol is a lot worse than weed, and I'm surprised they didn't say a fucking word about that. You well, know. and the, the best part about this whole story is, right, like, that guy came in, and he cut us loose, and you could just tell how bad, he, like, he was pissed that he, he couldn't arrest us. Wife's in the sky, he was furious. He goes, all right, get the fuck out of here. Oh, and we, go, shit was... we got to the van. It's a blizzard, remind, uh, reminder. All of our shit is in the snow, and they yeah. backed our shit out. We had to go remind them to give us our IDs back. And then we had to pick up and load our fucking van back. But they just did it because they're assholes. They're on a power trip, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't smoke cigarettes. And we still made the show that night. Let's go. You know, we don't. I don't smoke. None of us. You know, we don't really smoke cigarettes. We're just like, all right, everybody. Fired up, Marble I know, I know somebody's got a pack. Like everybody get everybody get their own fucking <laughs> cigarette because that was fucked up, man. And I'll give credit to the guy that was in there, like watching us. He was laughing. He, he was cool. He he, he, like, he had fun with all our jokes. But I just knew we were good. I said, bro, if they if they find anything, they planted that shit yeah, on us, you know, because we got nothing. We better we better call some lawyers. And then we got weed the next day in Chicago, and me and Frankie were like, we got to roll it up. That way we can fucking eat it or something, you know. We were, <laughs> yeah, we're paranoid after that. Hey, man. we're still paranoid. We did some weekend runs this year, and we're like, do we bring? We can't even can't even bring it to yeah. Texas. We can't even bring it thirty minutes across the border into Texas. We're legal we're completely scared, here dude. in Oklahoma. Scared, so yeah, it's bro. like I'm not doing that. And then we go to Texas, and they had to work. I'll put this on camera. Don't give me that Delta Nine or Eight bullshit. They had the worst weed in Texas. The shit, Delta Eight, worst weed in Texas. Smoking him. Yeah, it was horrible. I should have stayed. You're gonna get a lot. Yeah. Oh wait, never mind. Never mind. My bad. Hey, clip it. Clip it. Oh my god. The weed was okay. It was all right. It ain't that Oklahoma boy. It's not that Oklahoma home, bro. No, no, this. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. That, like they just detained you, legitly detained you for that long. Oh, and... they thought we were smuggling some crazy well, shit. You know, they kept changing their story. At first, it was, you know, well, it's Oklahoma plates, trying to make sure you guys aren't trafficking anything. Thirty, uh, Route sixty six, and then it was, and then it was the the CDs in the the dashboard that could have been affecting other reflecting uh, light and uh, affecting other drivers, even though we're in the right lane of the highway, the three lane highway, you know, with the barrier in between. Um, And then it was, Oh, well, you know, uh, Bobby, uh, shout out Bobo. Bobby was, you know, where's the chili? He was, (laughs) (laughs) he was, he was, you know, nervous. And he's yeah. in the fucking cold. Yeah. They got his ass. So they got so his ass. He said, yeah, I smoked some weed yesterday. He's kind of shaking. You know, he's he's kind of shaking a little bit because he's nervous. It's fucking cold. And But again, it's like, dude, we've been to Colorado. We've been to all these other legal states. And the time in, in the last six months, like, you know, you leave even just a trace amounts of that cannabis in your in your car. The dog's going to get a hit. But, dude, we had pizza. We had chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> like the dog's gonna get a hit. He like, wagged his tail. They're like, "Walk him up." Dog's hungry, man. Get it. The pizza was good. But, but it, like on the other aspect too, like um, it's crazy. Like you guys didn't have anything. You guys got detained. I I know of bands uh, that have like gone on tours and like one of the guys had a full 
like giant ass mason jar just filled and it was like sealed tight and everything because like he came to they got done with the show and like came to like our friend's like place and we all like hung out drank and like smoked or whatever and he just like pulls out his bag like this giant mason jar just fucking full and we're just like how do you like not get worried that you're just gonna like that's so much that you have with you like it's insane i think it like the mindset for me just becomes after a certain point it's like we're smoking we got we got it now we gotta just fucking smoke as much as we can yeah. because we don't, we don't know if we're gonna be okay like, like a true outlaw yeah, like, you know, <laughs> day, like i don't i don't like you know like like uh I had a few, you know, but, but granted like you know we've been like i've been stopped at like uh going across the border like from uh being in like uh, uh el paso texas going through like uh new mexico and through arizona like you know we've been i've been stopped before and um, they haven't really maybe done their due diligence for checking us, but, um, you know, it's just, it's just better not to take the chance, you know? Yeah. Like uh, I mean, travel, travel with something you can eat or just don't. Yeah. So. Like at, at the most, like, but especially think, like on the, all the kids watching this, just don't smoke weed. That's yeah. what, that's really what we're talking about. <laughs> that's the message we should really probably be getting. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah, like right. even on the on the last tour that we did, we would keep a little bit in the van, but like not a like a crazy amount, just maybe just enough for like a couple hitters or whatever. Um, and then like, so we got done playing uh, one night in like fucking Richmond, Virginia, and that our our tour was, schedule was completely different. Where we were supposed to hit like New York and then play Toronto like the next day, but that show fell through, so we got like we found, picked up a show with our friends back in Richmond. So we got done playing that and we were like, okay, like stayed for a majority of the show. We still have to long haul drive all the way to Toronto. So like all the, everyone that like was there to smoke, smoked all the last of everything that was there. And then like, I slept in the van, like went and passed out. Cause I was picking up driving the next morning and then like long hauled it up to Toronto and everything. But like when we got over the border, uh like we're we're in a 15 seater van there's like 10 dudes and we have a a, we're pulling a trailer with all of our gear uh (laughs) i just remember i collected everyone's passports and we pulled up to the to the gate and then they're like uh what are you guys doing we're like hey we're just two bands we're playing toronto tonight and then like we're we're dipping out uh like tomorrow or like tonight or whatever and he's like okay he's like uh you guys got any like drugs or anything in the van we're like no like we're good He's like, okay, has anyone got cigarettes? I was like, nah. Like, any knives? Or oh, yeah, I was like, no, no. Yeah, and, like, as I'm saying no, no, like, I just hear the voices in the back. Bro, you got a pocket knife on your keychain. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, and, and someone's like, someone's like, oh, so-and-so's got a pack of cigarettes. I'm like, again, shut the fuck up. Like, that's it's not what they're looking for. Like, don't worry about it. Uh, but then they had us, like, pull off to the side. And they had all 10 of us go inside because I guess they were saying we didn't have, like, the right paperwork to, come, to like, go to Canada. And so we're all sitting in there in their waiting room. They didn't ask, they didn't search the van or anything. All they did was, like, open it, kind of just, like, peek their head in uh, when we, like, crossed. And they, they, you know, they saw, like, a bunch of dudes in just a smelly-ass van. Because uh, yeah, we were yeah, at yeah, that yeah, point. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, That's uh, what we were saying when we got pulled over. It's like, bro, we smell like fucking butthole, and there's a yeah. bunch of guitars in there, dude. What are you talking about, dude? So let me ask you this: uh, I I brought I brought insulin across the border from Canada to the U.S., and I felt like the Canadian border patrol was like 
way fucking cooler than the American Border Patrol. Because coming back into America, they were way more serious than me going into Canada. Well, so the Canadian side didn't want to let us in, so we were like in their like like in the open room for probably at least 20 minutes and then there was like a shift change and the other guy was like dude i don't fucking care and just like stamped all of our passports and, like, <laughs> let us go. and it, was, it was really funny too because like we're we're all walking to the van that like they didn't even look i don't even think they looked in the trailer and like there there's a car like two cars down from where we parked it's like this husband and wife and their car is just getting fucking hella searched like oh, everything yeah. getting ripped out and then <laughs> So we go up, we play, we come back the next day, and the only thing that was rough with us crossing back into the States was that, like, they asked to, like, look in the trailer, and I showed them, like, yeah, it's just a bunch of, like, drums and gear, and they were, like, well, they had, they had like, stupid questions, like, why is there insulation, like, on the sides of the, of the walls of the trailer? It's, like, well, it's to help with the temperature, that way it doesn't warp, like, all the shit that's in here. Have you ever seen a trailer? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the biggest thing that hit, that at least for that border patrol guy was that uh we didn't have any paperwork to prove that like the serial numbers were like our like gear um so he was more just like hey next time like make a list of everything you guys have that way we know you're not like stealing shit in canada and like trying to pass it off to your guys itself and we're like all right we're a bunch of like at that point we were like 22 to like 23 we're like we're we don't get like okay cool and he's like all right get the fuck out of here that might be good advice just in general like yeah keep your serial numbers but we you know anytime we got pulled over or stopped or whatever you know a lot of times we did have like a tour pass which was Mm. at least enough to be like yeah we're we're not bullshitting you we're not trying did uh did the canadians give you any trouble about your merch because i've heard a band oh yeah selling making money i've heard bands say if you're going to canada or maybe mexico is the same way you you don't tell them you sell merch you sell it you say it's it's donation yeah yeah so we i'm pretty sure for that show we had a or at least when we told like the the border patrol we were like no like we're not selling anything like if people want to donate for it like chip it with gas and stuff like that's it but like we're not selling it and it's even the same when like bands from Canada come to the U.S. Like they have to say the same shit to the U.S. Border Patrol of like, "Hey, we're not going to be, we're not selling anything. Uh, like this is all donation, even though like everyone knows that it's going to get sold, but it's just like, it's yeah, it's all for taxes and stuff like that." Dude, it's it's funny. Um, hey, he it, said it the other day. This information, y'all, it's for sale, not for tell. Y'all are getting some free game here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's weird though that. Uh, what was I gonna say? My bad, bro. No, fuck. Oh well, I fucked him. My you bad. You fucked me up, dude. I got him again. <laughs> no. no, so we're still going. Oh, oh, I was oh, gonna oh. say it's not being on tour though. That's not far from the truth because, like, when you're on the road, if someone only has three dollars and you need the money, you'd be like, "Fuck it, dude. You can have a shirt." You know, right. you might take a loss, but like in the moment, you need that fucking money. I've been there. I've given our shit out for free just to be nice. You know, operate on a very uh, cool, unique, like barter and trade system. Yeah. yeah, but no, uh, we're still good on time, right? Oh yeah, dude. Like this is all I had planned for today, so we can. If you guys have other shit planned, like we can wrap it up or we can do whatever. No, like, no, I, no. I want I want to tell you more fucking wild stories. That way, these guys can tell me what they've thought of it real quick. Okay. So, we were Kansas City. At that trap house, that three-story fucking abandoned house we stayed at. Right, we played like a record store that day. And of course, you know, it's the whole tour. Hey, you know, 
if anyone's got a place to, if we could lay our head tonight, well, you know, please and thank you. <laughs> Some guy comes, hey, man, y'all can come over to our place. Like, yeah. And so we get the address or whatnot. All right, cool. We stopped and got McDonald's. Well, earlier that day, one of my buddies flew out. <laughs> this is wild. This is crazy go. shit. Yeah. One of, the night before, I was on the phone with one of my buddies. He was pissed drunk. And he's like, where y'all going to be tomorrow? Oh, we'll be in St. Louis or, you know. And so he ends up flying out that next day, and we go to pick him up. At well, the airport. He's still wasted from the night before, trying to communicate to pick him up. And uh, his phone ends up dying, and he borrows one from some lady at the airport. Well, long story short, we end up picking them up, and there's a lady, like, with his like her a arm around, her, around him. And he's like, she's like, hey, you need to take care of this guy. He's fucked. And I was like, that should have known right there. I love the guy. I love the guy. Uh oh. I love the guy personally, but man, that was a bad decision. His our van was already full. Was and he just had money like that where you could just buy a fucking plane ticket and he wanted to go on tour. Bro, so after, like, go after, ahead. After, yeah, come on. After the first day, he was like, Can we get a fucking hotel? Yeah, like, no, <laughs> no. He started buying us hotels and stuff. So we were like, But that first night, right? So we get we end up getting a place to stay. In middle of Kansas City, downtown-ish area, correct? Or is it Kansas City? Kansas City. It was Kansas City. Anyways, we pull up. We got a bang load of McDonald's, like 100 chicken McNuggets, <laughs> a, a couple fucking quarter pounders, you know? I mean, we're ready to feast. We roll up to this house. It's a door with no doorknob. Straight hole in the... Uh, not, not, hello? Hello? Uh, yeah, you're here. Okay. So we go in. There's cats crawling through holes in the walls and shit. And there's, like, old furniture with cigarette burns and beer cans all over the place and it's like we asked the guy we're like do you live here he goes yeah well me and some other people and we're like oh that's really fucking sweet <laughs> that's cool man it was like it was pretty gross uh it was, it was so nasty i refused to sleep on any furniture i sat on the floor all night and i sat on the floor and up to, the, up to the cell phone like this yeah. like you know <laughs> and we're, not, we're not on some like plastic shit like i'm white trash now this was I'm not supposed to be bad else. I've, I've i've grown up in some shit holes and this place was here's was pretty bad here's the worst though right so to try to picture it out like we're in a room and there's a door or a wall and the wall turns and then there's stairs going up this way we're in the room right here Three in the morning, I'm awake. Everyone's passed out. I think Taylor and Frankie were sleeping in the van. We were like, fuck this, dude. You can't sleep in this. This is nasty. We got to go sleep in the van. Well, three in the morning, I remember I was watching a a minimalist uh, documentary on Netflix about a guy who owned like two shirts, a pair of pants, and like a a set of silverware or some shit. And all of a sudden, from three stories up, I hear, do, 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 do. Fuck. Do, 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 do. Back now, and then it felt like they were at the bottom of the stairs on this side of the wall, and we were on this side of the wall, and I could just feel them like looking over at us, and I was like, "Fuck this!" And before that, we went to the basement to get water because they're like the only water is in the basement. It's like, no, no fuck I didn't you guys. It's like you're in this kitchen, big open kitchen, broken glass around. all over the floor. And you're looking around, and there's like there's like a hallway down in the basement that's like, I mean, it's like. I mean, I could throw a football. Yeah, right? it was nuts. Like, and I was like, dude, I'm not. That's where the water yeah, is. Yeah, that's it. We're not drinking nothing tonight. Uh, it's like one of those moments where you're like, I never should have well, smoked that shit. Well, <laughs> well, this fucking yeah, house. Well, and it's like you know, I love Rodrigo, but he snores really. Bad. Oh, he he him and our buddy so, were out like a light. <laughs> they both get laid the fuck out immediately, and it's 
and then Taylor has uh, like a uh, he had a low blood sugar yeah, uh, yeah. like like uh, situations where you're like okay we're gonna walk to the store real quick and get some candy and by this point you know, it's five thirty in the morning like everybody's clearing out whatever five five thirty in the morning and uh, uh, we're like we're gonna walk to the store and we go get some candy uh, and we get back and um, the people that we had kind of left like our group that we had left at the party. They're like sitting there with their like blankets up to their eyes, like petrified at what the fuck they just witnessed. And we're like, you know, we're like, what the fuck did we miss? Like, we just, we were gone for like five minutes. Like, what did we miss? And apparently like some dudes started beating up a girl. He had one leg, by the way. Hang on. He had one leg. He had a fake prosthetic leg. It's important, I feel like. It made it weirder. It did make (laughs) it it weirder. weirder. He was like 42. It was just, it was just. Was he a a vet too? Like, I I don't know. The story gets twisted, but they apparently beat her up. And this um, isn't funny, but the next part is very funny. Well, and then it's like, okay, we need to like probably like get the fuck out of there. And we're like, no, let's, we'll just, we'll just go to sleep. It'll be fine. Time to go to bed. And they start talking about, um, how how much they love doing meth together and you're like okay let's probably get and then they were playing grand theft auto 5 we could hear them down the hallway and this guy was like killing somebody in the video game and he's like fuck yeah dude this is awesome i want to cut off his fucking head and like they're talking about smoking meth like he said it was like some real meth. i remember i woke up at three in the morning the van's moving i'm like what the fuck is going on and they're like we just escaped a meth dungeon I was like, what? You know, like, <laughs> that guy's pretty dramatic. No, that's, what, that's, that's what, what we said. said. We escaped the meth dungeon. He go, we were laying down, and this guy had apparently assaulted somebody, and then y'all were saying, all you heard was him talking about, like, oh, man, it's really cool. You'll like it. And he was talking this other guy into fucking smoking, junking up with him. <laughs> and then the boys thankfully came to their mind we and like, said, we got to get the fuck we out of here. We crawled out of there. We were outnumbered, too. Like, it was just bad situation before we knew it they were going to be trying to get us to smoke meth so <laughs> hey and that brings me to the other one now the one in shreveport that was a good one yeah too. we can't tell that one because yeah. that, that's people we know yeah yeah Dude, do that. all i gotta say is you guys need to start coming up with like criteria that people need to like be able to check off before you like you stay at <laughs> someone's stay house like <laughs> is it is this a legal house do you do hard hard drugs no, yes. cool. Every time we have the opportunity to stay with somebody cool who has like a hotel and like a pool and shit, we're like, nah, fuck that. We'll go stay at the. We're in the grind. Oh. Let's go. You, get, the you guys don't. Do, you guys don't do meth. Nah, I can't. Nah. I can't stay with you. <laughs> oh bummer, dog. <laughs> even, <laughs> even uh, we stayed with Rod's brother one time in I don't Cicero. Think, in Cicero, yeah. And we stayed, Rod's brother has, uh, I think he only has one kid, he might have two, but like, he was like, hey, you guys can stay here, south side of Chicago, but you gotta like sleep in my backyard. Stay, so in, like, stay in the tent in the backyard. But we like, we're fucking, that was trippy, because like, I could hear gunshots and shit in the distance all fucking night. And you know, coming from Oklahoma City, you hear shit about that, like, oh yeah, Chicago's rough, but I always kind of thought it was overstated. No, that motherfucker was, it was rough, and that, that was weird. So it's like, even when we stay with a family member, we still attract the... The grimy yeah. side of things, it seems like. Okay, here's here's a good one though. The uh, second the, the tour where we started off in uh, uh, Iowa. Where'd we go? Stay with your oh, boy. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty. Where good. was that at? Rockford, Illinois. Rockford. 
so we played a show. Taylor breaks a string. Second song. We just drove sixteen hours to play this gig. Broke a string. Second song. He has like he does string locks and shit. He doesn't undo it. He doesn't know how to restring the guitar. Yeah. So let's play guitar. So the fucking show is essentially canceled. Two songs in. We just drove sixteen hours. That's awesome. Uh, the battery light came on on our van right as we got to town. It's like hell yeah, it's looking good. Go, so I sat outside and drank Evan Williams in a fucking cold ass van in like one degree fucking weather. No, 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 no. It was it was minus ten. Yeah, it was with crazy. the wind, with the wind chill. It was crazy. Like and the next week, 10. the next week after that, the band that played there got fucking robbed at gunpoint too. If you remember in Rockford, that, yeah. yeah, Rockford is like is like number number three like murder fucking murder and roseanne's based there which i never watched roseanne but i know it's based in rockford illinois but well i was gonna say this was gonna be a good story we're giving you all this (laughs) all this rockford knowledge rockford illinois what's up as many shitty places what's up aj uh yeah aj that's him but as many shitty places this one was a cool our buddy aj he let us stay with uh at his parents house or his parents did well the next day we wake up Motherfucking bacon and pancakes on the stove, scrambled eggs. Oh, dude, they made me a Reuben. Oh, they made, they, they made. I slept in. Okay, I I drove out of that out of that however many hour drive to Rockford. I drove like eighty or ninety percent of the drive, so I was dog shit tired. I slept in, so I missed breakfast. I got up after they cooked everybody else fucking breakfast, and they made me like my own Reuben sandwich with fries. And like vegetables and shit. What it was you, awesome. Do you remember the most important thing about? Yeah. So we that woke day. up. We woke up. Uh, it was. Is it January eighth? I don't remember. I think the it's day. January eighth or January 9th. It's Elvis Presley's birthday. I walk downstairs. Okay. There's a live Elvis show on the TV. The whole family's watching. Like this is kind of weird. Whatever. Hey, appreciate the hospitality. We walk to the basement and it's like an Elvis Presley shrine. The entire basement. The entire they basement. have cardboard cutouts of him doing karate and shit. Fucking, uh, it's like a teen girl's wall with little posters. The whole basement. His this guy's dad was the biggest Elvis fan you ever seen. Yeah, it was just weird. We were there on Elvis on his birthday. fucking birthday. Yeah, so that blue. dude woke up. It was a national holiday. Breakfast. It's we great. went downstairs. Smoked. A bunch of good pot yeah, with them. And fucking, we just got stoned all morning long listening to El- I'm not a huge Elvis fan, but goddamn, when you're yeah, when game. you're around an Elvis fan that big, you're like, he's pretty good, ain't he? Oh, he's pretty good. <laughs> like this, right? So there's good. We had good spots that we stayed too. Yeah. But yeah. the the last story I was gonna tell, if it's okay, was in fucking Lake of Germs. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> where was that? Kent, Ohio. So we've had a lot of interesting uh, experiences in Ohio. It was like it was like three or four days in a row. It was like we, Yeah, Ohio was crazy, bro. We did, we did Kent, Ohio, then we Ohio was Columbus, then we got pulled over, then we did Cleveland. We played in this place called uh, Kent, Ohio, which is a tiny little tiny little it's uh, a college town. Uh, it's, yeah. it's where Kent State. Sorry, I had to go pee. Yeah. Where the riots happened. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. National Guard shot two students. Yeah, go ahead. You take that it makes off. it really serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Jesus. Um, well, so we play there, and you know, there's you know, nobody there. I was playing psychotic react. I was playing with psychotic reaction to at the time. So you know, limp. We did our set. Uh, Jeff was doing front flips off the stage on the bean bag. Bean bag, just practicing. I was fucked. There's no one there, and I was kind of pissed. Got, I was being pissy. We got great beer. Fuck it. We're getting fucked up. Who cares? Yeah. So Jeff, Jeff was just having fun. Whatever. 
Um, well, psychotic, we played for about three or four hours where we were, we just practiced, right? We like, we ran through a set and then we just ran through, I mean, we just started jamming and then we ran through another set and then they taught me another set, you know, it was, it was whatever. Uh, we asked everybody in that bar if we could stay with them. Um, we finally get the bartender to be like, all right, I'll, I'll let you guys stay with me. And I can't remember his name, but he's a nice guy. Yeah, it sounds like a germ. And, uh, uh, Taylor just got so fucking fucked up. And I can tell you today, because I remember we were watching uh, Cleveland. They were playing Philadelphia. It was it was the year that uh, LeBron traded everybody at the trade deadline. And he got like Larry Nance Jr. and uh, Jordan Clarkson, some guys like that. And, uh, you know, they went to the, it was the last time we went to the finals uh, on the Cavs. And uh, it was the game where uh, the 76ers beat the Cavs or whatever. And, like, uh, we really remember our shit. I don't know how you guys remember. Um, I, you were fucked up. Yeah, you were, you were literally so fucked up. You don't remember he shit. He came up to me and he goes, Bird, if anything ever happens to me or my mom now, drive me to the lake and put me in there. And I'm like, Taylor, we're not going to put you in the lake. He goes, I want to live. And a lake full of goddamn germs. <laughs> and so lake of germs is just like, that's Taylor Young. Yeah. That's why he's man-eater bug. He's lake of germs. Anyways. Sorry. <laughs> no, hey, that's that's where it all gets to, baby. I don't remember but, this No, story, no, hang on. So no, what I was going to say is this story, the best part of it is, so the bartender, the guy who owns the place, here, Taylor, scoot in. You're barely in here. Uh, he says, all right, you can stay with us, right? So we're driving there. Taylor's obliterated. He pulled a Jeff that night. And uh, <laughs> I remember he was badass. I remember every he turn, every turn, like we go left, he goes, we go right, he goes, oh, and oh he's dude, just he, flying he was, everywhere. He was catching, smacking like, the head. head. <laughs> so we're like, bro, you gotta oh. have some composure. <laughs> so we get here and we get this guy's house. It looks like a nice house. We get in there, he's it like, looks like a nice yeah. house. He goes, I remember this. Y'all are staying in the basement. We're like, no problem. We get down there, there's a bunch of beds and shit. It's a little cluttered, but no big deal. I made the mistake of asking for a glass of water. He goes, yeah, go upstairs, man. I go up there. It's it's an episode of Hoarders, bro. It was crazy. I opened the fridge. The they had they had ground beef not sitting in any container, sitting flat on the refrigerator uh, shelves or whatnot. Every cup's dirty. There's dirty diapers. No, I mean, dude, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was disgusting. To walk anywhere, oh. there was really trash up to your knees. To walk anywhere, you got to move the trash. It was the craziest thing because Jeff and this dude, they bonded over Tenacious, tenacious D. D. And he knew right where the fucking Tenacious D picture was. Exactly where the Tenacious D picture was, but I had to push through so much trash to go get it to bring it down back stairs. And he didn't give like, a fuck, fuck about how dirty his house was. It freaked me out. I'm like, oh, this guy's different. Like, you know, it's just, so it was a pig sign. So who cares? Whatever. Let's go to bed, right? We, we got Cleveland Mars. Who the next cares? day, yeah. we're tired. The it next day, we're who cares? We're sleep. We'll sleep forever, man. Next day, we're going to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like we covered, and then, you know, we got a show in Cleveland. All right, cool. Well, what was it, like 2, 3 in the morning? His wife shows up. She comes downstairs. Hello. Oh, my God. We got fans here. This is so cool. Hey, guys. And some guy comes down with her. He starts handing out nugs to everyone, and she gets mad. She's like, you're giving those for free? Like, you need to sell that like, shit. You need to sell that to them. Yeah, and he's like, fuck off, whatever. Anyways, we, like, we try to – she came down with a blue guitar. Well, She's and, like, y'all want to buy this? Y'all want a guitar? Sell it music gear. And then – At you know, 3 in the morning. And then, and then we, we, had, like, we had, like, a deep conversation about, like, 
I don't know. This just, good. just like music and life and shit. I don't know. It was like it was it was a decent. Con- we were just be- being genuine people, right? And she's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna go get my computer. We're gonna record, and I'm gonna record, and I need you guys to have that exact same conversation." And I was like, <laughs> "What? Okay, I guess." And so she brought her computer back down. And, you know, I tried to play along, but after a minute, it's like, what? "Why do we always stay with fucking?" It was like literally. <laughs> And the what? guy got mad. I'm just gonna put him out there. Like, if I recall, didn't he say something like, "My wife's always out yeah, drugs"? Yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. always out around. Yeah, he's he like, was mad. He's, he's like, like, always doing he's like, drugs. I'm, he's like, I'm an alcoholic. She's out. She's a fucking speedhead. That fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, oh what the fuck? We met. We've known you for six hours. We got up. We got up about eight in the morning because their little hang kids, on. Wait, yeah, you guys. Oh yeah, that's where it gets fucked up. Their little kids started coming down. Okay, hang on. I'm out. I'm a, okay, so there's stairs here. My oh, bed's right at the bottom of the stairs, right? You see my fucking crack. Rodrigo, who's not here, I wake up. There's a five, six year old child going up to Rodrigo, grabbing his hair. Younger than that, dude. Yeah, and they're like, hello, hello. And Rod goes, shoo, shoo, like it's a dog. And I was like, oh, God, this sucks. They come up to me at the time. I had hair down to my nipples. You know, I had super long hair. I'm laying on my stomach. The, the kid comes up to me, starts pulling my hair, and goes, Mama, Mama, Mama. I turn around and said, I ate your mama's son. <laughs> and so we're like, I look at Rod, I'm like, yo, we got to get the fuck out of here. This is weird, man. It's like 6, 7 in the morning. We start squeezing. He went and got his little brother, who's even younger yeah. than him. And I'm watching this little kid walk this toddler down this, like, 15 stairs. And I'm like, oh, my God, I need to do something. Like, they're going to bust their ass. Well, now they're both down there going, Mama, Mama. <laughs> Did, I think you went up and got the dad. No, fuck no, I didn't. I, we got up. We were like, if you are going with us, it's time to go. It's time to get the fuck out of here. We start walking out of this house. And she shows start, up. She's like, I've been at yard sales all morning. We start like seven, we start seven in the morning. <laughs> at yard sales. Seven in the morning. It's like, where have you been at four in the morning? Yeah, like, what kids. the fuck? Well, and then it's also like, it's also like, we start realizing just how like trash this place is. There's like. You know the stuff we, we didn't, didn't see the light. The stuff we didn't realize the night before, which is that oh my god, this yeah. stuff is spilling out of the house onto the yard, out into we the. We were street. literally like, "Fuck, we did it again!" Damn it! <laughs> um, right, my dude. It was like it was the same shit where it's like ten degrees, and we're like, we don't want to sleep in the van. Like we got, we got to crash to anybody. We asked. We've been asleep for four hours. It's, we like, asked, it's time to go. We asked yeah. all five people at the show the night before, like, can we please stay with you? And they were like, <laughs> I would hesitate to call it a show because it was one of those shows where no one was there. There was a beanbag in front of the stage, and Jeff did a front flip off the stage into the beanbag. Like <laughs> the only time me and Frank really have ever gotten into it. We just had an hour. I, would, I wouldn't even say that. that. Jeff, Jeff felt like we got into it. But I wouldn't even say that. But, I was like, fine. But I mean, you <laughs> asked everyone at that worked at that bar, and the one guy said yes, and at no point, at no point did anyone else that worked there be like, "Oh man, maybe we should have just intervened." No, Wait, no, no, no. There was one guy that worked at the bar. He was the owner. He was the owner. And there was, was like the four owner. biker guys. And there was like four guys. And it was like, you know, we started realizing towards the end of the night, everybody hung out till the bar closed and nobody paid a tab. Yeah, they were all drinking free beer. They, they were his buddy. Everybody put it on the fucking tab. And it was like, oh, we see what the, we see really what the fucking issue is here. But 
And look, that next morning, we woke up, we got the fuck out of there. We went to a Tim Hortons, and and we all systematically blew up their bathroom. I mean, we took the fattest shits in their bathrooms you've ever seen, one by one, like one after another. It was crazy. There's a picture of me where I I look like one of us hung over. Yeah, we had to get like the group pick, and Taylor just looked like, he's so puffy and shit. I'll never forget sitting at that Tim Hortons, and us all... Like, we're going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that day. We're playing in Cleveland that day. And the only thing we were talking about is, was that fucked up or was that really fucked up? Like, we were all, that was insane. Was that fucked up? You know, but it's like, hey, you know, it's like, it's what this shit does to you sometimes, right? Am I right? Hey, shout out Yingling. Get us a sponsorship. Oldest brewery in America. Come on. Yeah, Elsa. Brewery in America. Hey, Mike, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think title fights ever coming back? Like, do you think they're going to need money in a few well, years? And, and hang on, let me let's throw this in there real quick because balance. I didn't. I would have said <laughs> a month ago, no way, balance comes back, but they put some new shit out. So true. I don't know. I, I'd love for title fight to come back, but I, I'm not going to hold my breath. Uh, but we'll see what happens. And like, I who knows? This episode is going to drop, and I'm going to say this, and then like a week later, they're going to be like, yeah, "Yo, yeah. we're coming clip back." It, clip it. <laughs> yeah, clip it, baby. Uh, I uh, you know, I think it's interesting that they'll open their merch store every six months, but right, they won't, they won't give us they won't give us some damn music. <laughs> no, as we start to kind of wind down here, dude, like the these crazies that not these crazies these stories that you guys have been telling are fucking crazy and ridiculous. Like, <laughs> uh, like a lot of the time when like when I was on the road, like I didn't have like a percent of the shit that you guys have like done. Uh, and people you've crazily met and slept at their houses, uh, or exp- I haven't experienced any of that. And that's the shit that I love about this podcast is getting to hear oh, yeah. those fucking stories. Um, as, yeah, we kind of like mentioned prior to, to the episode starting, uh, you know, there's been talks about like how many beers have fully been drank on one single episode of Beers of Fans. Um, I don't think, like, what what's your guys' count for this episode as of right now? Here we go. Hang is, on, give me a second. I'm gonna add one. Hold on. Hang and and while, while you're counting those, I'm gonna kind of fill people in. Like we kind of talked about, you know, doing like a full count for each episode of Beers with Bands as to the amount that have been drank in one episode, and that's something that maybe I'll start going and figuring out going forward, because um, I've never actually tracked any of that in previous episodes. We got 21 so far. About to be 22. 23. 23. <laughs> Wait, that's 24. No, hold up. I'm babysitting on this. Okay. <laughs> I'm babysitting. So right now, cool. right now with drink cool. beers, right now with drunken beers and beers that are open, we're at 24. I'm babysitting. Okay. And I got one on the pipe, too, so we might try to hit a quarter of Oh, shit. And we've been drinking that Arby's. Well, hang on. That Arby's. Hey, we got uh, the stronger stuff, too. Uh-oh. Hang on. 25's open. 25's open. Okay. Okay. Uh. I don't know if this if that's I don't know if that's the the most I know when I recorded with over the weather from Pennsylvania they had a whole I'll have to go back and listen to that episode because I know they at one point had like a whole heap of cans in their hands uh, oh, one dude start one oh. dude started doing like I think four locos um, or that might have been he or he might have started getting those after the episode but it, I feel well, like I, this I is had, a close we, time we had three shots too. I keep cutting you off, my bad, brother. No, no, you're good. I, I'm just, I'm like hey. trying to think and process in my head is like where that puts it. What was that band called? Uh, Over the weather. 
over the weather, we gotta hit them up. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. We gotta start that. We We're gotta, gotta start, start that beef. beef. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We gotta be like, man. Hey, we heard, we hey heard over the hey, hey, over, over the weather, number twenty six. <laughs> They're gonna look like a fool if they have like fifty. <laughs> oh, I'm already. They I already like, made myself they drink like three hundred beers. Uh, and, and like the other, the other yeah. thing that that trips up the episodes too is for the few that I've done like in person with like local bands. Uh, like I've had one band bring like uh, a handle and then like a case of beer. Like those episodes can get pretty crazy too. Uh, they also run tend to run like three and a half to four hours long because oh, you're I hitting just, the Joe Rogan numbers. Well, yeah, it's just, I get so drunk yeah. and then like beers, beers per minute or something. You guys yeah. have like conversion rates. Uh, so that right. like, Hey, like you a, had Ben caught on dude. I did. Yes. They're the homies. Yeah. They're fucking ben awesome. Quad. Yeah. Ben yeah. Quad's sick. Uh, can I make it a, I don't know if Henry, you know, Henry was in Henry from Big Quad. I don't know if he knows I'm going to announce this, but I'm going to announce it right now. Okay. Me, Henry, and Edgar are doing an acapella version of the Blink-182 self-titled album where the instruments are our voices and we, we sing every, you know, you, you get what I'm doing? Yeah. Like, the, like everything is just made with our voice. Me and but me and Henry are going to do it, and Edgar is going to produce it. And it's it's going to be the for the 20th anniversary of Blink-182 self-titled. We've been talking about doing it for a minute, and I messaged Henry the other night, and I was like, we got to fucking do this shit. I'm Adam Carolla, and you heard it here first. And, <laughs> TV and, and Blink self-titled fucks, man. That thing is That album's a fuck. It's yeah. best no, that, that's awesome that you guys are doing that. And it's very unique to, to do it that way. And you let me know. <laughs> let me know yeah, when it's I'll, done. I'll send it to you. We're hoping... Uh, I, I forgot who said it. I think Henry might have said it. Yeah, it was Henry. We played in Tulsa last weekend, and then we, Forrest played. They're from Singapore. Oh, they dude, fucking Forrest, Forrest is sick. I'm obsessed with them. Them and Marvel Teeth. I got to shout out Marvel Teeth, too. But, like, those are my two obsessions right now. But Forrest, just I, an audio Henry, uh, I told Henry, I was like, dude, this idea is stupid enough. It might go viral. And then he was like, yeah, uh, he's like, I can see Mark, Mark Hoppus, like, retweeting this. So oh, that's yeah. my goal. Like, if Mark hears it and likes it, I'll be so fucking happy. Hey, Mike Pritchard, we forgot about you either. Mike Dirt, Mike Pritchard from Green Day. We used to call his restaurant every fucking week and ask for Mike Dirt or ask for Mike Pritchard. Mike Dirt from Green Day owns a restaurant called Rudy's Can't Fail Cafe, and me and Jeff used to call it. And every day we'd be like, hey, is Mike Dirt working? And they'd just be like, fuck off. No, we'd say Michael Pritchard. <laughs> we'd, we'd say, say me, Mike Dirt. Right. Yeah, yeah, you got us. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I mean, like I, I know we could, we could just talk and ramble on for so much longer, but I, we're we're gonna save that for the next record when it comes out. You guys are gonna yeah. go back on. We're yeah. just gonna tell more stories and please, have a good, good fucking time. Uh, yes, sir. If anyone's looking for Limp Wizards merch, music, or just you guys in general, where can they find it? Uh, Instagram slash Limp Wizards. Uh, w Y Z U R D Z. We we, we we can't spell wizard, but we can spell limp. That's the best way to put it. <laughs> we baby. spell wizards wrong. Uh, w Y Z U R D Z. Limpwizards.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're also on Spotify. Uh, yeah, all that good stuff. So I think Check we're on out, like man. Apple Music probably too. I don't yeah. know. Scream vile, scream vile, scream vile. Big vial. things coming. And eat big <laughs> Arby's because I think I think I'm, we're gonna eat some Arby's now. That, Hell yeah! Hi, baby. I'm so. gonna take a shit. Arby's will, Arby's will do that. You know. They'll They'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> my my guts. America's roast beef. Yes, sir. That's what it's <laughs> Arby's. Arby's roast America's beef. Yes, roast beef. 
Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> depending where you found this episode, whether it's Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, or you're, you know, you're watching this, um, uh, on the YouTube, you got to see the lovely faces and got to see, you know, the beer counts as they were getting done. Uh, make sure, sure you check the description below, hit all those hyperlinks, stay up to date on everything that Limp Wizards has going on. Be ready for, you know, uh, those other two singles that we we're talking about, the whole new next uh record and just stay up to date catch them at any show that you can maybe we'll uh i don't know we didn't really talk about tours but you got any tours or weekend uh, runs we're planned trying to to, we're trying to go to denver maybe some colorado shows in august we've been we've been trying to plan weekenders you know jet out maybe like the last one we did was wichita kansas city before that we did denton and like whatever you know it's like it's easier we're older now no one wants to have to quit their job to go spend two weeks, you know, like, so yeah, catch us. I think we got Denver planned in the works at least. And then, yeah, just weekenders, especially hopefully Texas here real soon, even though I talk shit about them. That's just because I'm a die. I'm a diehard Oklahoma Sooner fan. You can't hold that against me. That's the only thing, but uh, no, Hey Mike, thank you so much for having us on, man. It's been a fucking blast. I've had a hell of a fucking time. For real, I appreciate it. Thank you for having us on here and spending some time with us, man. It's it's been so much fun. Yeah, dude, this has been a great Saturday night. Uh, you know, great chatting with the three of you, and uh, you know, I'm I'm like I said, this album fucking rips, and I'm stoked to see what this whole next iteration, what the next album, or like, where do you guys take it from here? Hell yeah, man! Thank you very much. Appreciate yeah. you. Hey, one last question. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah. Boston Philly game seven. I haven't paid attention at all. So, uh, well, then the answer is Philly. That's Fuck okay. Boston. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Boston. Anyway, we can book Boston. Uh, Boston. I don't like, I don't like Boston. New York's all right, yeah. better than Boston. Hey, but Dr. Phil, you know, one, two, three. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Phil. Thank you, brother. And on that, that's going to end it for this episode. Uh, catch you guys next week. Go listen to Limp Wizards and stay up to date. See ya. Thank See you, brother. Ya. Thank you. And you're backing the